So I'm going through and responding to the enormous amount of emails we get from our listeners and customers. And I realized that aside from the questions people ask about our CBD and cannabis business, there was significant interest in knowing more about the hosts of The Real Green Show. So in this episode, I decided it would be fun to answer more common questions people ask. I'll warn you ahead of time, things do get a little personal. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoy bringing it to you. I'm your host, Garth Case, alongside my partners in all things green, Odean Gabe and Andre Brown. And this is The Real Green Show. Watch ya! Hey, tell them as any to represent it. Jamrock Organics, them have the best thing. Medicine Marijuana. Jamrock Organics, tell them we say. have the best legal and medicine marijuana. We grow natural from the earth by the farmer. Jamrock Organics, them are the best. Them producing some of the purest cannabis. Are the best legal and medicine marijuana. Grow natural from the earth by the farmer. Jamrock Organics, them are the best. Them producing some of the purest cannabis. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey G, what's going on? How are you? I'm good today, man. I'm good. You know, I'm still what's cold here. On, hey guys, good to hear you as always. Man, it's cold here too. Shoot. Yeah, yeah I I'm, I wasn't left out this week. We had a major thunderstorm last night, uh, tornado warnings, and I woke up this morning and it was 37. So, <laughs> thanks guys. All over the place, man. That's for sure. That is well, there's, no snow, there's, there's no snow where you are, so be grateful. I'm not tight looking. That's always a plus. Always a plus. You're right. There's Absolutely. about three inches on the ground right now, so be, um, be lucky. Yeah. Well, listen, I think it's going to be a short winter, uh, according to, uh, what is that thing called? The hedgehog or the, I don't know what it is. The groundhog. The groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure if that thing is always right. I got to look to see statistically where it stands, but um, I'll take any glimmer of hope right now. So today's episode, guys, um, you know, I decided to dedicate, we get so many questions in um, via social media, via our, um, our we care at jamrockorganics.com email address. Uh, um, people ask us lots of different questions all the time. Um, and this time around, I decided to just pull together some questions that were more personal, um, things that people wanted to know about us. And uh, I figured we'll use this episode to talk a little bit about that. So we're going to talk about five things that uh, you may not have known uh, about the host of The Real Green Show, right? Uh, and you know, to be clear, I'm Garth Case. We have um, Odin Gabe and Andre Brown on the line, and um, we're all gonna talk a little bit about those five questions. Uh, so without further ado, I'm gonna jump right into the first one, right? Everyone asks this question, a lot of people ask this question. Um, what did you do before the cannabis industry? And I'm gonna start with you, Andre. Um, I, uh, I figure from how I speak and on what I speak, I think everyone has pretty much figured out that I was a professional coach. Um, I went to school for that. I studied biomechanics and sports medicine so for the past 30 years i coached professional athletes primarily tennis players in fact my eldest daughter actually played on the wta tennis tour so my knowledge of fitness health wellness um you know performance really comes from that so overall in general i've been a professional coach 
Ah, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I think people will, if they've listened to the podcast before, um, have heard that experience come through many times in many of our discussions. Um, Odain, how about you? Um, before the cannabis industry, I was a serial entrepreneur, to say the least. Um, I dived in a few things. I did uh, catering. Uh, before that, I was in banking for a long time. I um, I realized that the finance, the corporate world wasn't really meant for me. Um, so I ventured out and kind of did my own thing for a few years. And um, a friend of mine uh, moved to Michigan and um, it was kind of like a full circle moment where, you know, he got this facility, he really didn't know what he was doing um, in terms of growing plants. So I essentially dedicated a full year to studying um, cannabis and its growth and uh, decided to make a move. And uh, everything turned out pretty successful so far, I'd say. Um, you know, for me, uh, very untraditional route for me. Um, like I should mention, by the way, to our listeners that we're all Jamaican, all of us are from Jamaica. Uh, and for me, you know, I've done lots of different things in my life. Um, particularly starting out in banking, right? That was um, one of the areas that I focused on a lot. I've been in the fashion industry, um, spent 20 years in sports, uh, you know, working with the NBA uh, and learned a whole lot there, obviously, uh, you know, but most importantly for me was I really had this entrepreneurial drive in me. Um, in every step of the way, I always looked at myself like an entrepreneur, right? So while I worked in these companies, my goal was to you know, think differently and do things differently. Uh, and, and that has really, really helped um, propel my career prior to the cannabis industry. Uh, and, you know, so it's also brought a lot of experience, I think, you know, that's really important into this industry. And I think people will begin to see the dots connect um, as we talk about some of the things that we've done uh, over time and, and really what has, you know, formulated into the reason why, you know, Jamrot now exists. You know, my next question on this kind of feeds well into this. I think, oh, you started to answer a little bit here, but what led you to be involved in the cannabis industry? And, and oh, maybe you'll elaborate a little bit on your, your growing in Michigan and so on. Yeah, so I um, came here um, to Michigan and uh, I was involved in a, a, a facility that, um, you know, to be honest, a lot of the people that were involved didn't know what they were doing. Um, so I, I really hammered down and tried to um, really learn about the, the cannabis plants, the in and out of, of, of cultivation. Before that, you know, in Jamaica, my family has always grown. I've always been around the plant, um, but I didn't have a intimate knowledge of the plant. I just knew it was always around. So when I came to Michigan, I uh, I developed a greater sense of appreciation for what this plant does and its benefits all around. So, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to be in this industry. I think this is where I'll end up for life <laughs> and um, hopefully it becomes, you know, fruitful. Excellent. How about you, Andre? What led you? 
Uh, my story is a long, slightly complicated one. Um, when I, before I became a coach, I obviously was a professional athlete. I did a couple of sports. My primary one was tennis. I got injured subsequently rehabbing and everything. I ended up having five back surgeries. And as a result of that, I was consistently, you know, in pain, um, ill, sick. And the interesting turn came about where I was doing my rehab at the Kessler Institute of Rehabilitation in New Jersey. And in seeing my personality and what my, my ailment was, I was recommended to be one of the first patients for OxyContin trial. So um, I was one of the first 200 patients that, um, you know, signed the releases and everything and started to take this drug, which initially um, was miraculous for me because of all the test patients, I was the only one that was able to get back a quality of my life, but did not really re recognize what it was doing to my body on the inside. Um, consequently, they wanted to do more tests on me because of all the surgeries. And, you know, I had young kids at the time. I, I disagreed with it and they kicked me out the program. And the day they did that, I fell into violent withdrawal. Now, bear in mind, one of the things that one of the premise of what, you know, when, when entering the program, they told you, well, look, you know, because you have such high pain levels, you can take as much as you want. There's no side effects, blase, blase. And again, at the time, OxyContin was new, so they didn't have a lot of information. I didn't have a lot of information. I was just trusting my doctor. Long story short, I got violently sick, went to the hospital, was throwing up into the ER for almost 14 hours before a doctor chose to see me because again, I was exhibiting the the signs of a drug addict and they didn't want to treat a drug addict. And, you know, my wife at the time had to really kind of bring my prescriptions over and say, look, you know, these this is what he was on X, Y, and Z. Because they didn't know about OxyContin, it took another little while for them to see me. I was in the hospital for three weeks, going through withdrawal symptoms. I lost 37 pounds in approximately three weeks. And coming out of that, it took me another two years to regain the quality of my life. And once I was doing that, that's when I started reading um, more about cannabis, um, obviously from Jamaica. In fact, it was my, um, my, my, a gentleman, a, a Dr. Chang, who, who did um, herbal teas for me and he did acupuncture on me. It's like, you're from Jamaica, you've never heard about cannabis as a method of pain management. And um, I hadn't, you know, because again, I was in athletics my whole life. So, you know, I was used to being drug tested. But it's far away from it. But it was this incident and which kind of turned me against the pharmaceutical industry, number one. Number two, made me start being aware of, you know, living a healthy, wealth, you know, healthy wellness lifestyle. And number three, more importantly, turned me on to the very, very important properties and help that cannabis can give. Wow. You know, that's, that's an interesting story because, you know, there were so many things there that we could unpack, uh, you know, when you think about oxy the moment you said that i said man this this is not going and this is the first time i'm hearing this story by the way folks i've never heard this one before um but this is 
very interesting because of the addictive nature of that drug. You know, you were on the, obviously the, the starting point of that. Um, and there are so many people today that are just completely hooked on that drug and how dangerous it is. It's, it's a super scary thing. Um, right. It's one of the most powerful opioids that we have now on the market. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yes, it is. And I think after sharing that story with you guys, um, you, you can understand my passion about, you know, holistic medicine, about cannabis and, and what we're doing. And, and, and I truly am not just a believer, but because of the experiences that I had and they were really hard. Um, I, I consequently still today, I don't take any medication and it's as a result of that. But what is still scary is that they knew from 30 years ago what effects that this drug had. I knew about it because I was one of the first test subjects. So to see that it continued and, you know, the academic, the, the epidemic level that everything has gotten to today, it's very sad for me because they knew it was coming. They knew it was going to happen. Yeah, you know, it's so scary. But, you know, again, it was all about profits, right? They didn't really care. This was you know, legalized way to push heroin, essentially. Um, and it's just unreal. Uh, it's funny, it, I was just reading something that my daughter sent to me um, about a guy that got two life sentences for selling weed, you know. Um, and yet, when you think about the um, the fact that the folks that are pushing Oxy and, and others like that, you know, they're getting a slap on the wrist. It, it's, it's ridiculous. It absolutely it's makes no sense. Totally ridiculous, man. Two life sentences for cannabis? Yeah, oh it makes God. no sense, man. You know, this happened, uh, I think, in, in the 1960s or something like that, or 70s, um, when, um, I don't know, when obviously people are thinking cannabis is bad. Uh, mm. And, you know, it, literally just importing cannabis from, from Canada. Um, and, you know, a family man, you know, obviously, you know, trying to make money, that's one thing, but knew that there, he wasn't hurting anybody in the process. And I think people are waking up to that fact now, which is awesome. You know, uh, it, it's just sad that he has to suffer, his family has to suffer for, for, for doing something like that, which is, you know, again, it's sad when you contrast that with the folks from the pharmaceutical side that are literally putting poisons into people's veins um, and getting away with it without a problem, without any repercussions. It's unbelievable. Right. Slap on the wrist, you know? <laughs> ridiculous, man. That's yes. crazy. And trust me, if that's if there's one story like that, there's a thousand a thousand more that nobody knows about. I think a million, quite honestly, when you look at the number of people. There you go. Could, you know, it's unbelievable, man. Uh, so anyway, that that's a bit of a, a downer, but um, but it's it's facts, right? It's things that I, I think that we want people to be aware of too. So <laughs> thanks for sharing that. that. A lot of people deal with, so you know, and it's this is our platform, and you know, we're gonna shout it from the mountaintops that you know some people have been wrongly affected by this war on drugs, and it's just ridiculous that even today that people are still you know, dealing with these consequences, you know, while people, other people are making millions from it. It's, it's just not fair. It isn't. It really isn't. So um, we'll shift gears a bit. Um, uh, and another question we have here, people want to know kind of what books we're reading and, um, and what books might have had a, a profound impact on us. So I'll start with you, um, O. Um, so I, I'm, I used to be an avid reader. Uh, first of all, I got to plug Harry Potter. That <laughs> was one of the, the book series that defined my childhood. I know it's fictional, but it was it was an amazing ride. But in terms of practicality, I, I think um, the the autobiography of Malcolm X 
was one of those books that that really um, the first time I read it was was mind blowing to me um, because you know coming from you know Jamaica you don't really see um, the 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 differences or the injustices that people of color go through um, you know until you come to the states and you know so reading that book and you know seeing the, the fight that uh, malcolm had to go through um and you know uh, him sticking to his beliefs that really had a, a, an amazing impact on me and um it also show you that you know you 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 your your mind is everything right so whatever you believe you can you can achieve you know you 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 really can there's no there's no you know limit limitations to what you can really do if you put your mind to it absolutely uh, i definitely can see that um you know it's interesting because when you think about like a, a book like malcolm s i mean uh, that's uh you know people have different beliefs right in terms of the impact he made um whether it was positive or negative um, and I believe obviously positive because he stood for something, right? And and that's the most important thing to me is really, you know, making sure that you stand for something in life, right? Because you only get this one shot and, and you know, doing what you believe in and standing for it, you know, it, you should uh, um, be always be proud of that. So that's definitely a good one. Um, how about you, Andre? Well, um, mine's... Mine, my, well, there are a couple of books actually, and they're from the same author, um, Malcolm Gladwell, who is a Canadian Jamaican guy. Um, he's an economist. And, and the two books are one he wrote back in early 2000 called Blinked, and the one that he followed that called The Outliers. Um, those, especially being a coach, focus on mental, focus on quality of life. You know, these books were, were very instructive in, in formulating how I see the world today. Uh, Blink was primarily about, there are a very small, special few people in this, in this world and in our lifetime that have the capacity at looking at situations and coming up with the right solution in seconds. And Garth, by the way, I think you're one of them. Um, the second one, The Outliers, again addresses the small percent of the population that has the capacity of 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 accomplishing what accomplishing goals and whatever they set out to do and again i think the three of us kind of fall in, in in line with this which is why you know when i joined the team i was really excited because you all you both showed the characteristics and the traits of outliers of people who have the capacity of seeing analyzing assessing what works what doesn't work and being able to apply a high level of discipline to achieving those their goals. So those are those are my two favorite books that really I try to read them once a year, and they've had a major impact on my life. Yeah, that's great. I mean, good good, good choices. Go ahead. Oh, you had something to say? I just wrote those down because um, you know I, I know Andre always comes with the the good the good book recommendations. So I got to check those out for sure. Yeah, please think, do, please I, do. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. I agree with that. Um, you know, those are good books. I actually have checked them out before. I'm an audiobook guy. Um, I'm so happy that Audible exists because I was wasn't you know reading enough books. I'd get started and and then I move to the next one and you know not really finish. And so, but with Audible now, I'm, I'm doing a lot more. This is not being paid by Audible. It should be, but um, it's a uh, you know it's it's definitely a plug for people who don't like to or have the time to read and they want to do a couple things at once especially while commuting and stuff like that. You know, Audible's great. You get a chance to really 
um, you know, get through a lot of titles and learn a lot of things. So for me, um, you know, I'll step back a little bit to an older book um, called The Alchemist that uh, I always believed that life was some sort of a journey, right? And I was always searching for the meaning of it. Uh, and so when I read The Alchemist, it really did help me understand um, my journey, my path, right? And, and understanding why I was doing what I was doing. You know, the fact that there was something greater that was guiding me. So I always searched for that. And I, I think The Alchemist helped me to understand and, and, and see that there was something greater, right? Um, outside of just the pursuit of a career or money or anything else, you know, there was just more to life, um, you know, and the journey of it and enjoying and appreciating it. And then from a business standpoint, uh, you know, working in all the different companies that I've been in, I've seen so many dysfunctional uh, organizations and teams. Uh, and I recognize that that can be the weakness or the reason why you fail in life. Uh, and, uh, you know, there is a, a guy by the name of Ray Dalio who wrote a book called Principles, Life and Work. Uh, and he gave me this concept of principles, very much so. Now, he um, was in charge of probably the most successful hedge fund in the world um, based out of Connecticut. And, um, you know, he had a very tough way of managing his organization. But at the same time, it was really built around this idea of radical transparency, right? Um, and, you know, you guys wonder where I get that kind of concept from in principle in what we do at Jamrock. Being very, very transparent about things is, is very important to me. Um, you know, when we talk, we're always, you know, above board, right? Uh, if we agree or disagree, you know, it's fine, right? Um, everyone's entitled to their opinion. So it, it's, it's one of those things, I think, that from that book, um, Principles, you know, and I highly encourage you guys to check it out. It is one of those things that's very direct, very straightforward, and from a very, very brilliant mind uh, on how to build a company uh, from the ground up and really focusing on the culture of that company, right? The thing that um, I came to learn over my career was that the two most important things in any company are people and culture, plain and simple. And this is echoed in that book, right? Um, forget about the product you're selling, forget about anything else. If you get people and culture correct, um, your chances of success, um, you know, astronomically grow. Uh, and so, you know, those are some of the things we obviously we've been focused on here at Jamrock is really, really focused on the right people and, and getting things, um, you know, done at, from the ground up the right way, right? Uh, and so, again, that's one of those books that I highly recommend that you guys check out and anyone else who's listening. Um, check it out. It's it's a it's a great listen. It's a little controversial. It's a little tough um, in his approach. I'm not going to say that it's for everyone, but it does teach you a lot about how this world works, particularly from a business standpoint. <laughs> it's funny you said that because I just downloaded that book last week. I was listening to a um, a talk that Ray Dalio was doing, and you you mentioned. Um, you know, radical transparency. And that was what um, jumped out to me, you know, in his speech, you know, he talks about how, you know, you, you have to put your feelings aside when it comes to business. And it, 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 he, he, he's just such an objective person that it, it, it's amazing how, you know, and, and it's, it doesn't surprise me that he's built such a fortune in his lifetime, you know, it's, it, he's, so committed to 
to not only hearing others' opinions, but having those opinions go against each other and to find out which one really wins. So I'll definitely, definitely be taking in that book as soon as I get a chance. So thank you, G. Appreciate that. Yeah, you, you guys will definitely like, and you and you'll get to maybe see some of the mindset behind some of the decisions we make and how we plan and how we, we've been building Jamrock thus far. It's a very, very principled approach, right? Which is why the book is called Principles, right? We're just built around principles. If you have to stand for something, which is exactly what you talked about with Malcolm. You know, you, you really have to, you know, have some foundation that you're standing on to make life, you know, mean something. Uh, and in business, it's the same exact thing. You know, um, so, uh, you know, some people will, will, will agree, some won't, but um, I firmly believe in that. All right. Um, moving on to the next question. Um, things you are most proud of in your life. Uh, okay. That's, a, that's an interesting one. I guess I'll start. And then, um, so things for me I'm most proud of in my life, you know, obviously I, I've had a, I've had a, a, a great career. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, kid from Jamaica that's, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, I've been somewhat lucky, right? I'm not going to lie. I've worked hard, but I think I put myself in a situation to be lucky um, in a lot of cases and, and, and you know, um, done a lot of really great things. But, you know, when I think about the things I've been most proud of, I look back at, you know, teams that I've built and, and projects that I've worked on over time um, and, you know, the outcomes of those. You know, sometimes you measure things and you you determine whether you're successful or not. First of all, um, by the outcome. But for me, it's not always about the outcome. It's about that journey, and I always use that. It's a journey. It's so important. Uh, and and the people I touch along that journey, um, whether or not they um, are able to really get something from the fact that they were involved or or I came in contact with them. That's such an important thing. If they if, if I was able to rub off on them in some way or them on me, um, you know, it made that journey worth it, right? You know, so we, we, you know, there was some connection in that went beyond what it started out to be. So I'm always very, very proud of those kind of things. Um, I'm also obviously proud of my family. That's a big deal for me. Um, I love my kids um, and my wife. And, you know, when I look at my life, um, I attribute a lot of my success to them, right? Um, to the fact that Without them um, being my foundation, my base, um, you know, it would be difficult to take on some of the crazy things that I have taken on in this world. So, you know, those are kind of some of the things I'm most proud of. I mean, there's a lot of things, but but those jump out to mind. And so, Andre, um, I'll turn it over to you. What are you most um, proud of in your life? Oh, that one's a little difficult for me, um, I guess, because... I feel my journey is only still just beginning, especially since I hooked up with you guys. Um, uh, family, for sure. In fact, you know what? You're right. It, probably my extended family. Um, I've I've helped graduate over 300 kids, Division One schools in um, in the past 30 years. Um, I have a number. In fact, my greatest success stories. Somehow, my training really has an impact on autistic kids and one in particular she once she started working with me her her, her learning curve just went off the charts and um currently today she's an anchor on cnn 
Um, so that's that's you know when and then in moments of crisis, like a couple of weeks ago, when Kobe Bryant died, one of my, my my really major students from back in the day, who was so committed to everything that we did, um, he wrote me a note that brought me to tears. Um, you know, kind of comparing my spirit and what he learned from me to the kind of message that Kobe Bryant left. And it was in that moment that I really kind of recognized that my life did and has and will serve a purpose. And that, you know, sometimes it's very difficult, especially when you're training bodies and training minds, you don't see the results right away you know you gotta wait a good 10 15 20 years beyond the sport itself to see the human beings that these these people that i've been privileged to touch their lives uh become and uh, so i guess to answer that yeah the my my family and my extended family the people that i've been able to help in some way shape or form of seeing doing performing better increasing the quality of their life i think i have i've had an impact where that is concerned so i think that's what i'm most proud of that's awesome how about you all? i think we might be all on the same page here um, i know my life resume isn't as long and accomplished as you guys um but uh one thing i i, I would say i'm proud of is you know i i try to and, and gee we we've spoken about this the very first time we met actually um but i try to leave a positive impact on people's lives um in in any way shape or form um you know, I'm young, you know, the people I hung around with are young and sometimes they don't have a lot of direction. And I try to, to yeah, and you know, I, I attribute this to you guys a lot that, you know, I, I you know, with, with direction and purpose, you can achieve anything in life. And I try to leave that positive impact on people. I try to give them a sense of direction. I try to give them a sense of purpose, you know, no matter how old they are you know no matter what they're doing in life um you know i try to 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 just leave a positive impact um and that's what i'm most proud of that i can legitimately say that anybody who's interacted with me um who's been who's been in my life probably not not in my life no longer um that you know they can say yeah this guy has you know left something with me yeah, no, this that's great. I mean, you know, again, I think in life it's really important that you measure your life based on you know those that you have touched in your life, right? I think if you do that, you'll recognize that you become more fulfilled. If you think about life as something about making as much money as possible, or you know, uh, getting as many um, material items as possible, it just it just not a good measure, you know. Uh, it really is measured truthfully by the number of lives you've touched and and you know obviously we all share that same philosophy uh, which might be a reason we're all in this business to a certain degree right <laughs> um, at the end of the day it, it does boil down to the fact that uh, you know we want to touch as many people as possible and you know one of the things I didn't address and I just recognized I didn't answer my own question about um, you know kind of what led me to the cannabis industry you know that is really one of those things right the the fact that this plant is going to be able um to touch so many people you know in in, in such a positive way after being given such a negative um kind of you know connotation before now it's it's changed now it's different and and i'm happy that 
we're from a place that's always believed that, you know, as in Jamaica. So, um, you know, we are, this is our time, right? This is our time. This is our, our place. And I think we have a place in history now to help uh, make this as successful as humanly possible. Uh, so, you know, looking forward to doing that. So next, and uh, I got just, that's it for pretty much questions that we had from folks, but I have one which we'll end on, right? Um, and I'm wondering, like, what is your life philosophy? And I'll start with Andre. Oh, easy for me, carpe diem. Um, I learned that term when I was about 10 or 11 years old when I was reading my first Shakespeare play, and I was endeared by it. And consequently, every single solitary year since... I've understood it more, I've appreciated more, and I live it more. Uh, more specifically, my mom passed away the past couple of years, um, probably the closest person to me. And it really, it really made me understand it even to another level. And that, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And it's about giving everything to today to this moment. I think you know, in case you guys haven't recognized it or not, I'm a little bit passionate about the things I say and do. And it really comes from that. It really comes from the moment of understanding, of seizing the day, seizing the moment that you may not have another moment. You give this moment everything. So mine is carpe diem. Okay, that's great. I agree with that. You know, um, that's something people should always do because tomorrow is not promised. You know, you mentioned Kobe before, you know, a super accomplished athlete, um, you know, great guy overall. Um, but, you know, again, you know, he's no longer with us, just like that, right? So um, obviously someone that, you know, sees the day as a, a fierce competitor. Uh, but, you know, tomorrow is not promised. So definitely do everything we can today. So that's a good one, uh, Dre. Thanks. How about you, um, Oh. Um, I'm a stoic, right? I, I, you know, I am ridiculously calm and I'm almost without emotion. So it's most... not the weed. Okay. Just to make sure everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> this is just how it sure? is. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit, but no, I, I'm, I've, I've always been this way. Um, my philosophy is that it's not about what happens to you in life. It's how you react to it. Um, you know, we, we, we're from, you know, a third world country, we're from Jamaica, you know, we, we know that a lot of the people there are suffering, they, they're, they're not in, in, a, in, a, in a good position, they're not in, 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 a, in a good standing in life, but they make the most of what they have, right? You know, the, 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 the big banner for our country is Jamaica, no problem, right? It's, 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 it's what we're all about. Um, you know, I, I just take life and, and I, I, I see, I always look at life from a bigger perspective, you know what I mean? Whatever issues that we're facing, whatever problems that we have to go through, they're minute <laughs> most of the time compared to the, the sufferings of others. You know, there's, there's, you know, right now we're dealing with flooding in, 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 in different parts of India, there, there's people that are homeless in different parts of Australia with the fires. You know, there's wars going on all around us. And, you know, for me to be able to to drive a car, you know, to come back to a home and to sleep in my own bed, 
you know, those are the things that I'm eternally grateful for and I will forever be grateful for it. So whatever life, you know, throws at you, whatever curveball, you know, you know, you you deal with it in, in, in your own way. Um, but, you know, just know that, you know, when you go to sleep, the sun will rise again in the morning, you know. Yeah, that's a good point, man. You know, they, people go through all kinds of different things. This is how life is, right? There's ups and downs, um, you know, but really it's, it's about you understanding that even no matter how rock bottom you feel, there's someone else that's actually lower, right? And and so, you know, it's about getting up and recognizing that and recognizing you're still fortunate. You know, you'll get past whatever is bothering you, whatever is holding you back, um, as long as you're committed to doing that, right? You know, the key is never to give up, right? Never, ever give up. I don't care right. how it looks like you're, you could be dead last in the race, race right? You just just give it everything you can. Yeah, right? cross that finish line. Yeah, right? you know how many races I've seen where people are running in a trip, you know, um, and, and, and the person in the lead goes down and that guy who thought he wasn't going to win wins. Right? This is the way life is, right? You never, ever know. And this is why you never, ever give up. You must, you know, appreciate it and, and, and go for it, you know. And so that's definitely a very good life philosophy. Um, two good ones from you guys there. Um, for me, uh, so throughout life, I've always seen things a bit different, right? So my thing is see the world the way you'd like it to be, not the way it is. And I, I always believe that because, you know, when you look at the news, you look at what people tell you, you know, you always have to look at that and uh, say, well, does it represent what I want to represent in this world about me and about the people I'm with or, or, or dare to me in my life? Uh, and so I'm never satisfied with the status quo. Right. For me, it is real. Unless the status quo is actually something that makes sense to me. And it it is it is something that. Um, I believe is the best it can be. Uh, you know, you know, I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm always looking to see how we can make things, you know, better in for everyone, right? I, I'm never satisfied, right? So I, I see the world in a very positive light, um, even surrounded by negativity. Uh, and, you know, that's helped me a lot in my career. Uh, and I can tell you I've been a part of teams and companies that, um, not always represented the, themselves in the best way and, and, and made decisions based on, um, you know, money over people, right? And I've never believed in that. And so, you know, I've used that as a compass, if you will, to guide me on how to make good decisions, how to make decisions about, um, you know, not just my life, but the people in my life, right? You know, is it is it something positive? Is it something I, I, I can talk about? and not have to hide. I don't like living in the shadows, right? Uh, and so it's really been one of those things that's been important to me is to be in the light. Um, and if I have to hide, then it's probably something I shouldn't be doing. And, and that's the, the reality of it. But doing my best to, to try and live up to that philosophy, you know, it gives me a lot of work to do, obviously, um, you know, as you're gonna go through life because everyone is different and not everyone, you know, sees things that way. And they're, you know, you're always having to evaluate and judge um, what your next steps are because you know people sometimes don't understand that, that wanting to live in the light type philosophy so that's that's been mine uh, and it's worked out okay so far you know I'm, I'm happy with it the key about a philosophy though I think is you have to be happy about it you have to feel as if it's something that is guiding you and um, and it has to be yours right um, you can have the um, a shared philosophy but more importantly as long as it's yours and you own it and you 
live it and you believe it, uh, I, I think that um, you'll have a successful life. So, guys, we've been talking now for a little bit. We're about 38 minutes into this podcast. I'm hoping people are enjoying what we had to say and you got a little bit of insight into who we are as individuals. Um, if you have more questions from you know to know more about us, we'd be more than happy to, to talk about them. As you can tell, we're not afraid to share um, about who we are and, and where we've come from. Uh, and you know we're very proud of it, obviously, you know, whether it, we were accomplished or not, right? It doesn't really matter. It's really just about the fact that we appreciate our journey. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. So with that said, guys, we're gonna end this show and this episode. Uh, and again, like always, I want to thank you for joining me on this journey. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you, guys. I, it was a good you know, talk. Yeah, as close as we work together, I, I learned something new about you guys today that I didn't know. So yeah, always um, learning. I, yeah, yeah, for sure, for That's sure. The reality. All right, fellas. Well, thanks again, and have a great weekend. And to all our listeners, same to you. What's up, everybody? You've just listened to The Real Green Show brought to you by Jamrock Organics. If you enjoyed the show today, please support us by sharing the podcast or leaving us a review. To learn more about us, check us out at jamrockorganics.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on our show, email us at wecare at jamrockorganics.com. Last but not least, please don't take any of the information you get on this show from the hosts or guests as medical legal or financial advice. Speak with the appropriate licensed professional. At times, we will share promotional information and provide commercial reviews of products. We will always disclose when we are paid or if any of our discussions are investment related. Thanks for listening to the show. Peace and love, my friends. Tell them as any to represent it. Jamrock Organics, them have the best yeah, thing. Yeah. Medicine marijuana. Jamrock Organics, tell them we say. have the best legal and medicine marijuana. We grow natural from the earth by the farmer. Jamrock Organics, them are the best. Them producing some of the purest cannabis. Are the best legal and medicine marijuana. Grow natural from the earth by the farmer. Jamrock Organics, them are the best. Them producing some of the purest cannabis.